I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Porygon. The late, great Stephen Hawking once said, I think computer viruses should count as life. I think it says something about human nature, that the only form of life we have created so far is purely destructive. We've created life in our own image. In the Pokemon world, we're given a glimpse of a slightly better humanity. People live in harmony with nature for the most part, and the ideals of friendship and teamwork are the most respected and valued. Their first form of artificial life is also a kind of computer AI. But Porygon is not a destructive force, but a helpful and friendly little monster. The Pokemon Stadium Pokedex calls Porygon a man-made Pokemon that consists entirely of programming code. It is capable of moving freely in cyberspace. Porygon is a pink and blue creature resembling a low polygon model of a bird. It looks like the character models in early 3D games like Star Fox. Out in the real world, it could also resemble a kind of cardboard, Labo-esque model, drawing comparisons to the ubiquitous Origami Crane. Amusingly, by Pokemon Ultra Sun, the Pokedex is saying, This Pokemon was created using the cutting-edge science of 20 years ago, so many parts of it have since become obsolete. While Porygon's unique power is its ability to traverse cyberspace, that wasn't why it was created. The Pokemon Gold Pokedex says, It is a man-made Pokemon. Since it doesn't breathe, People are eager to try it in any environment. While in Pokemon Yellow we are told even more explicitly, the only Pokemon people anticipate can fly into space. None has managed the feat yet, however. Since then, of course, we've met the likes of Rayquaza and Deoxys, who have very explicitly been seen to operate in space. Alas, there is a slightly downbeat punchline to Porygon's space quest. Pokemon Ultra Moon's Pokedex says, It was built 20 years ago by scientists who dreamed of exploring space. Their dreams have yet to come true. In the first three generations of games, players could only grab themselves a Porygon through the Celadon City Game Corner. Occasionally in later games, Porygon has been available to capture here and there in the overworld, but for the most part it remains an elusive and rare monster appropriate for one produced in a lab through a presumably expensive and complex process. Plus, according to the Pokedex, it is copy-protected and can't be replicated outside of Silphco. Despite its rarity, Porygon wasn't particularly highly sought after on the competitive scene. It has only mediocre stats, and they're not especially useful normal typing. Version 1.0 had some bugs to be ironed out, it seems. Of course, Porygon's infamy was not on the video gaming battlefield. In fact, Porygon may be the reason many people in the West first heard about Pokemon in any capacity. The anime episode, Denso Senji Porygon, translated roughly to Cyber Warrior Porygon, or more commonly, Electric Soldier Porygon, was aired for the first and only time 
on December 16, 1997. In the episode, Ash and Powers meet Professor Akihabara, named for the legendary electronic goods and geek paraphernalia district in Tokyo, and accompany his Porygon into the Pokémon transfer system in the Pokémon Center's computers to foil a scheme by Team Rocket. In the latter half of the episode, our heroes are menaced by some antivirus software, which takes the form of an X-Wing made of hypodermic needles and shoots missiles at them. Pikachu shoots lightning at the missiles, and they explode. The explosion was portrayed by a large portion of the screen flashing alternating red and blue colours for some 4 seconds or so, and resulted in as many as 700 TV viewers being hospitalised, with symptoms from sore eyes and vomiting, to full epileptic seizures. The fallout was enormous. The show was pulled from the air. An investigation was launched in Japan to determine the cause and prevent future anime and television programs repeating the incident. Nintendo's shares dropped in price, leading then-president Yamauchi to give a comment, pointing out that the games are quite separate from the anime and besides, the Game Boy only displays in black and white. The news even made it to America and Europe. It's a strange experience to read these news articles now. A CNN news story, still preserved online, describes the events to an audience who wouldn't know a poker man if it punched them in the face. More than 700 people, mainly school children, were rushed to hospitals Tuesday after suffering convulsions, vomiting, irritated eyes, and other symptoms after watching Pokemon, a popular cartoon based on Nintendo's Pocket Monsters video game. Most of the children developed the symptoms about 20 minutes into the program after a scene depicting an exploding vaccine bomb set off to destroy a computer virus. It was followed by five seconds of flashing red light in the eyes of Pikachu, a rat-like creature that is the show's most popular character. Other TV networks said they were studying their cartoons to see if they posed a similar risk of Pocket Monster's sickness. The incident was one of the standard cultural references for Japan for a few years afterwards. The 1998 Simpsons episode 30 Minutes Over Tokyo is full of dated jokes about Japan, not to mention a completely unnecessary and irrelevant and unpleasant transphobic joke. But perhaps the weirdest thing for an audience in 2019 is that in a whole episode about Japan, full of Hello Kitty, Godzilla and Sumo, there is no mention of Pokemon. There is, however, a reference to the Porygon incident. Who's up for some exploring? Yeah, I'm still checking out Japanese TV. Isn't this that cartoon that causes seizures? Mark, what are you doing? All right. Robots, be right back. We now return to battling seizure robots. When, a little later, South Park did its Chin Pokemon episode, a slightly racist spoof of Pokemon, it made sure to reference the seizure-inducing animation. Finally, four months later, the cartoon did return. It was preceded by a delightful little video. A presenter is sat in a room stuffed with adorably rubbish early Pokemon plushies. She describes the incident, why it happened, gives heartfelt apologies, and displays the steps which have been taken to prevent it happening again. 
Finally, they share fan art and letters begging the network not to cancel Pokemon. Unlike Fox with Firefly fans, the network listened, and here's Pokemon, still airing every single week 20 years later. In that time, though, Porygon and its evolutions have never appeared again, for fear of people having to relive traumatizing memories. Trade Porygon holding an upgrade, and it evolves into Porygon 2. Porygon 2 takes Porygon's blocky polygonal bird design and smooths it out, with spheres and nice round shapes. It does a very amusing job of looking like the same video game character a couple of graphical generations apart. The pointy bird face in particular looks a lot like one of those cute birds which drinks water and bobs up and down, and the animations even match. Porygon 2's design is a pretty perfect realisation of the concept. A Porygon, but technologically upgraded. It reminds me of the transition from Kirk's Enterprise to Picard's. In the Pokemon Gold and Silver beta version, however, there was a really weird version of Porygon 2. Instead of the familiar bird design, it resembled a lion with a mane made of spheres. It was actually really similar to Pond Lion, the mascot for Mr. Donut Shops here in Japan. Porygon 2's stats received a pretty substantial upgrade as well, turning it into a defensive powerhouse. Particularly after the introduction of Eviolite, Porygon 2 is a genuine competitive option, showing up with notable regularity in video game tournaments. That's where officially licensed Silphco Porygon developments end, but the modding community got involved, Trade Porygon holding a dubious disc to evolve it into Porygon Z. Porygon Z doesn't bring a further development in graphical fidelity, or a simple bump in stats. The dubious disc is the dodgy hack for Porygon Z, and this is the weird Pokemon of the family. It has swirling eyes, erratic movements, and a slightly creepy dangling posture in the way it hovers. Rather than an increase to Porygon 2's high defensive abilities, Porygon Z trades it all in for an attacking setup. In many ways, it feels less like a third evolution and more like an alternate second evolution from Porygon. According to the Pokedex in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, its programming was modified to enable it to travel through alien dimensions. It seems there might have been an error. For the longest time, it was a popular theory among fans that different versions, like Red and Blue or Gold and Silver, were taking place in slightly alternate realities. In the 3DS generation of games, the Pokemon series began to more seriously explore the concept of parallel dimensions. At first it was used as a way of explaining away the slight differences in the remake games Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, but eventually, in Sun and Moon, we met the Ultra Beasts, weird and sometimes terrifying Pokemon from strange dimensions. If Porygon Z was created to explore these worlds, it's no wonder it came out a bit peculiar. Friend of the show, Patreon supporter and number one superfan Andrew Rice got in touch with this to say. What's up Lose Us Pokemon? It's me, your boy, Andrew Rice, here to talk about Porygon. Now as we all know, Porygon is a bit of a weird one. It's like some shapes, kind of like a polygon, I suppose. But it's just a bunch of weird shapes kind of smashed into each other. Um, and this, I think, really epitomises the, uh, the the lazy design of Pokemon. 
I mean, you're sitting in the office, you're like, oh, do I need to design another cat or a bat or a ferret or something? And it's like, oh, we've done all the animals, let's just do a shape. A shape? No, that's not a Pokemon. No, no, we'll just do a shape. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just make a lovely little shape. So, you know, that's pretty mad anyway. And then, of course, the uh, the geniuses decided, you know, Porygon is just not enough, right? Well, everyone, everyone loves Porygon. It's such an interesting and deep Pokemon. Um, let's, let's, let's make an evolution. But uh, with a Pokemon that we've we've designed as as brilliantly as this, you'd have to really work hard to improve on it, to 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 make the ultimate, better version. What would that be called? What is more than a Porygon? And of course, the answer they came up to, and oh, this must have taken at least half a second of thought, was Porygon Two. Geniuses. Um, I just you really gotta hand it to the Pokemon company sometimes these guys just know how to hit it out of the park um, obviously finally we have Porygon Z but you know realistically I don't have any more to add to that I mean it's 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 just it's it, they just really took this through to the uh, absurd conclusion of let's just make a weird blob um, that's no longer in one piece because you know why why not let's just let's go mad let's just go Porygon mad boy I have a confession to make as a kid I preferred Digimon to Pokemon I still think it's the better anime of the two that said I have a huge amount of love for Pokemon's digital monster I respect the anime's decision not to trigger unpleasant memories, but I hope one day Porygon will be ready for another day in the sun. Music for Luke Love's Pokemon was written by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Thanks, as always, to our supporters on Patreon, who help keep the show on SoundCloud. If you're enjoying the show, find us on Twitter and Facebook at Luke Love's PKMN, and be sure to spread the word, or get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next, Omanyte and Kabuto. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please get in touch. I love Porygon. And remember, I love you too.